Welcome back, everybody. Hope everybody is staying safe and enjoying the warmer weather. Uh, I know here in Boston, our our governor has lifted COVID restrictions, and we got bars opening up, restaurants. I myself am all vaxxed up and excited to get some sun on my face without that mask. Guess it's time to get back to some level of normal and enjoy our summer. Um, so stay safe, be respectful out there. But um, I'll, I'll digress about that. On this episode of Voices in Construction, powered by TouchPlan, uh, I actually got a chance to speak to my good friend of 15 years, Brian McGuire. Brian has worked at many different levels of the food chain and construction and is now a member of the union in New York, where he was born and raised, and more specifically, born in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, i.e. the accent. Brian and I had a lot of fun on this one, talking about everything from stigma that surrounds unions to the value they offer their members, to even Brian playing his bagpipes on site every St. Paddy's Day. He's an amazing storyteller and really just an overall great dude. So without further delay, here's Brian McGuire, and I hope you guys enjoy. See you in there. Well, let's kick it off with like everyone who doesn't know Brian. You know, you're from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. We've had experiences there, but give me give me the the full full gambit on where you came from, how you got into where you are now, and let's go from there. Absolutely. So we uh, we start our story in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Uh, Son of uh, a grandson of Irish immigrants who came to Manhattan uh, way back when, in like the 20s and 30s. yeah, humble family. We've got a big family. We've got a lot of a lot of people. So there's always, you know, just a a mess of people all clambering over each other between Thanksgiving and all the other fun holidays like that. But uh, I think we spent the, Easter uh, together once. Not to interrupt you. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh hi, Happy yeah, Easter yeah. from Bay Ridge. Uh, hi, Happy Easter, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Hi, how are you? How is the mess? <laughs> was the guy great? Oh my God, wonderful! I got bagels on the uh, on the table here. I gotta go. Um, but yeah, yeah. So nice, humble family from Brooklyn, but, uh, we had a, you know, a strong Irish American kind of like work ethic. My grandfather owned a bar in Manhattan. My dad owned bars in Manhattan and, uh, you know, they just kind of buried themselves in work, but it was also something where you'd find me like working as like free child labor every once in a while. I think the statute of limitations is now out on that since we sold the bar since, but uh, yeah, you know, you learn to like bust tables and, and take orders and everything else like that. So, but that's, uh, that's where the, everything begins here. Uh, if we fast forward to uh, my construction career, uh, it, it's kind of like a whirlwind uh, story. Actually, I, I had started when I worked uh, for a, a friend of my dad was uh, my dad had transferred from owning a bar to uh, joining a union workforce in Manhattan as far and he would like ran the buildings with the air conditioning units and all the HVAC stuff you can imagine. Um, so he knew a guy that got me a gig for a summer, uh, which has now blossomed into a full career in construction. So what just happened as a uh, way to earn some pocket cash to turn into a career. Um, but worked on basic like cooling systems in the summer, just doing ma- like routine maintenance. Uh, when they couldn't get me into the union from there, I kind of reached out to uh, the owner of the company and he got me a paper pushing job where I went to a job site and filled out like daily reports of like how many guys are doing what. And that was when I really got to see construction firsthand, like the full like new construction of a, like a whole like campus infrastructure. So it was really, really cool. Very, very interesting to see you know, not your standard, just like, oh, this is like I'm hooking up a barbecue on a deck. I was 
seeing these giant pieces of equipment that were just capable of pumping out, you know, enough energy to, you know, blow up a just, you know, power a whole campus essentially. So it was it was really cool to to get thrown into the deep end there, and then from there I, you know, kind of wiggled my way around uh, upper management. Uh, ended up being a PM at my highest peak, but then uh, when the stress of kind of construction management got a bit too much, I had uh, I jump ships over to the to labor force, and now that's where I find myself now. So I'm cool. uh, a pipe fitter by trade, and uh, yeah, you just uh, work on like musician by night. Systems. Exactly, musician by night. You know, debonair, all that fun stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the uh, the daily grind, as it were. What are you working on now? So currently working on the uh, new uh, New York Islanders arena, which is slated to open up. Uh, well, there, that's that's another thing that's great about construction. I think it was slated to be opened up next year, but because everybody's super happy and uh, has a lot of money in their pockets, they're pushing for it to be completed by November now. So uh, it's uh, it's big push to the finish line, but uh, it's really coming along. Like it's, it's it's crazy to see how quickly everything actually starts piling up. But, yeah, uh, and and for everyone yeah. listening that is not watching the video podcast of this, there's a giant Rangers flag behind Brian right now that's right so, that's right work work brings you to places you thought you'd never be and you know it's it's so funny i've actually worked on a few nhl enterprises and then each one i'm trying to you know at least cast some evil hexes on uh well more more uh, on the on the latter uh being in the Islanders arena but uh i actually worked on nhl's new uh new facilities uh at a new construction site on uh the west side of manhattan uh, i can't remember the name of the building but yeah, so sure enough, like I was like installing sprinkler systems in Gary Bettman's new office that he's probably sitting in at this point right now. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's cool where the kind of places that construction takes you. You go to yeah. some cool. You you put a little put a little uh, mic in there in the sprinkler system exactly. so you can you play know, fantasy. Yeah. You know, I was looking for like the F the Rangers button, but I couldn't find it in the office. They must, the electricians <laughs> hadn't gotten in there to wire it up yet. You know, <laughs> just a straight line to Toronto. Just right slam right. button yep <laughs> just <laughs> but, slam that button sit <laughs> yeah, in my Brooklyn yeah, apartment exactly you know just you know f the rangers that's just how it goes yeah in no way is that in, in no way is that biased no not at all yeah. you know yeah, just yeah, yeah. every time you go to work just putting hex on the islanders in some way shape or form which i'm you sure know. is actually like i think we've had small conversations about it but let's like Tell me more about the management around <laughs> installing bad juju in the arena. Oh like, my God. Yeah. They, are they well, on top of you about that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. We actually had somebody <laughs> like, not, like everybody gets there and they joke. They're just like, Oh yeah. Like I'm going to bury a Jersey or, you know, cause I, famously that happened, I think over at the, the, the Yankees new stadium, when they built that, like a, a Red Sox fan got in there, buried a Jersey. And then he actually got brought up on charges. Like, like to exhume this thing for like thousands and thousands of dollars. So like they, they do take it very seriously. So, you know, everything's in jest, but uh, everyone in Boston and from touch plan, listening, those, those Boston <laughs> yeah. born and raised New Yorker. They're oh, they got to be the ones to must... Jersey in the new Yankee stadium. They gotta be fist pumping like that. A boy, they'll start a Kickstarter <laughs> to pay his legal fees, but uh... sucking down at Dunkin <laughs> donuts, just screaming about how it should stay there. Just a bunch of wicked hottos that want to keep that jersey dead down there in the uh, the Hall of Fame in Yankee Stadium. Go Sox! 
uh, <laughs> well, you had you had mentioned that like being a PM, and that was kind of interesting to me because I feel like in in the realm of kind of how people view construction professionals, right? There's some kind of hierarchy that we just mm-hmm. imagine in our head, and mostly it's because of responsibility. But in in your heart of hearts, you were just like, this is too stressful. And like, that could bring us down the road of like work-life balance, not doing that mm-hmm. and moving back to the labor force and being a manager or foreman on labor force. Like you've 100%. hit kind of all the different jobs. So like, talk to me about kind of like the different stress level or like the reasoning to be there, because I think most people would assume, right. It's like, just like in any typical company, like kind of start as a footman and you make your way up to management. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like not, not your vibe. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it, it, it was. And I, and I, but I just did it on both sides of the fence. Cause like, I, I, like I was literally as low as you can get on the labor side as like a summer helper. Like you're not technically in the union and you're, you're still getting like paid, like, you know, like minimal, minimal money, but it's, it's designed for like, you know, young people or just like people on tough times trying to get a job to just do menial labor. So right. I, I was lucky there. And yeah, it, it was just a really, really unique circumstance. Cause I have, I had a college degree, like I went to college and I got a degree and didn't pursue anything in that degree. Uh, so by the time you get out of that, it, it's, it was just, it was good. Like I, I, I found more getting, I got more out of everyday work when I was tinkering. Like I'm not a guy to sit and grind in Excel. Uh, I'm not like a big email guy. Like this, just just to do the kind of like menial labor of project management ended up taking like a real toll on my, on that work-life balance that you're talking about. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a slow grind uh, in any facet. Like I know my apprenticeship now, like I'm doing an apprenticeship for my trade, uh, so it's a five-year process and it's, and that's, and I, I, you know, you, you take a hit to do that, but I felt the, uh, the long-term benefits of, of being able to, you know, to be able to put the phone away and, uh, and, and leave the, the, the work at work and have it not come home with you was, was worth all the difference. You said you were doing an apprenticeship and is that, is that you having an apprentice or are you trying to level up in your trade and you are the apprentice? That is correct. Yes, much like uh, Mickey and Fantasia, I am the apprentice working my way up the the ladder. Who's your Who's your Mr. Miyagi? Let's talk my about Miyagi? this guy for a well, little that, bit. Well, that's that's what's beautiful about my trade itself. We have uh, so in our, our our union specifically, we are hired and fired in pairs. So typically, like it's it's like a it's like a it's a buddy comedy of a uh, of a career <laughs> because you have your you have your partner and and like that's your guy and like you know I had a partner for about the first two years that I was in my apprenticeship, I just had like one guy and he actually ended up falling and getting hurt in the job, which is awful. Like it was a really, really sad story, but um, he was like a, like my go-to guy and you had to become like best friends with them because you spend so much time together. Um, that That's kind of how you do it. And they, t- they send us to trade school uh, once uh, every other week. And we actually go in and we learn like the basics of soldering, welding, all the torch work. Uh, eventually, they teach you plans and heating and cooling systems. So, like, we, we're getting a whole education on every facet of our industry. But at the same time, as apprentices, they need you out there doing the work, and that's where you get the real experience. Right. Because as 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 often as uh, like you see it every day, where everything uh, a designer will put something on a plan, and you know it'll hit the field, and you're gonna have to think on your feet, and that's the kind of stuff that you don't learn at school per se, and 
you when that's when you really kind of lean on those old timers and everybody who's been there before who are just the the sage veterans that that kind of keep you going right the ogs yeah. exactly the OGs. if you will use, use the technical term yes i don't know why yes, i'm just uh, imagining them all just like all like your dad just yeah just, just a... all, all of them are your dad there's just They're... 30 of your pops on a job site <laughs> And, you know, that's that's the kind of place I want to be, you know, it's just for like a kid that grew up where ball breaking was, you know, almost as big as God. Like it was, it was just like like the busting chops and and not not like, you know, unfairly treating people, but like just just jabbing back and forth constantly all day, every day. It's the, it's the perfect job. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's so. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to to hang out with like stand up comedians every day because either they're telling their own like life stories which get completely like blown out of proportion because they get to scream and bang things and and just like you know like we're working in big open places and you you hear somebody scream and nobody like bats an eye it's it's just like oh okay he's just like on the phone or just some guys are just bitching about you know what they had for dinner the night before like it's it's really it's it's awesome to 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 hang out with these characters and you and you read all of them like just the life the life knowledge man or (laughs) the unsolicited life advice that you must get on a day-to-day basis oh yeah 100 and you got to hear the crypto guys these days like everybody's like a day trader in their spare time like anytime they're on break they're just like bro you got to get on dogecoin amc this you got to do here and game so, stop like, man <laughs> exactly oh my god everyone was going so hard in the cryptos and everyone still does it but like it's 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 such a swap meet of just you know you know parenting advice and, and just where to live buying homes like everyone's just like oh i was a mortgage guy once so i'm doing x y and z like it's a real it's 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 so much shit you see every day but uh yeah i yeah. bet you no one listening would think that like the old school guys on a job site are obsessed with crypto, which the only other place I see that is like fanboys on TikTok talking about how much money they made to buy their Ferrari. So there is a commonality there, which is very uh-huh. odd. Well, funny that you mentioned TikTok because I feel like the old man yelling at a cloud because every old timer, I'm talking like 45 to 55, even like 65 year old dudes, anytime we're on break, they're on TikTok. And they have their fucking phones are blasting at full volume. I'm just like, what am I? Is this like some Benjamin Button shit where I like we're starting to like do the inverse where I'm like the one be like, you kids turn that down. I don't want, I don't want pop your riff raff. And like, oh my god. But every day, like it's it's they are addicted to TikTok. Whether it's like just that's so old fun. men looking at like sage like trade tips, just like, oh, you see what this dude did with a circular saw? And I'm just like, I could give a fuck less, Mike. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's like it's, oh my god, yeah. I like never, my, I never expected them to get a Instagram. Oh yeah, your mom's always on the gram, dude. Instagram. Of course, yeah, yeah, we're friends. Ronnie Baker. It's like nobody That's wants right. to see pictures from your trip ten years ago. It's supposed to be what <laughs> happened today. I see some beautiful pictures of herons on that account. Don't you dare to talk bad about your mom's Instagram account. <laughs> this beautiful sunset sunset on the... <laughs> we'll digress we'll we'll cut that out of this conversation yes yes, yes, yes. no vital information <laughs> and her handle is 100 percent. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah follow me on I mean, tiktok that's, you know <laughs> that's something that's really kind of like 
it's a funny example, but it's something that I ran into and kind of like why we why we got into like the voices of construction as a podcast is I think there's a ton of misconceptions. And I think one that we run into with touch plan all the time is like, Oh, all these old school guys have no idea how to use technology. And I feel like it's a total crutch for them. Meanwhile, you're telling me they're all sitting there on TikTok. So yeah, <laughs> well, it's hard to really label TikTok as a really advented in construction technology. Whereas using an iPhone. <laughs> Funny, funny. Oh yeah, but yeah, using iPhones and everything else like that. It's pretty crazy. Like you, you but you, it's it, it is a kind of changing of the guard. And you will see guys like they have these like fancy Trimble machines, which are like GPS, like pinpoint accuracy location kind of stuff. And uh, and yeah, a lot of the times they'll just throw like the new guy in there. And sure enough, like I sat there with an iPad for ten minutes, and then you become actual pretty valuable commodity in a job site because you just basic little shit you'll recognize and pick up on. But um, right. No, but you still have the old timers showing you the old way, like, you know, making plumb bobs out of like, you know, nuts and string and then like snapping lines on the ground and doing all these like crazy things that you would otherwise never, never know. And uh, it's it's just like that's the kind of, you know, journeyman to apprentice stuff that, that, you know, won't show up in a textbook, but you'll you'll it'll be valuable, valuable stuff going down the line. Right. Um, like you mentioned changing the garden. I think it's interesting that you come from like your dad being in the union. Like, do you see the the new guns kind of taking over? Are we, God, are you and I old enough for that? That you're, you guys are becoming the, are you becoming the OG? Are you, like, how does that work? Is it like, is there some kind of like animosity? Like, I'm on my way out, but I'm kind of excited to get my retirement, but also like these new guys are taking over my. No, I don't think so. I I think it, it, you'll get to a certain point where. Um... No, the, like, the, like it's 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 such a funny thing to to think of. It it really kind of becomes once you're like doing your trade work, it, it's a team. Like you know, as as corny as it sounds, it's like it's a real team effort to get everything done. So when you recognize like, all right, Louis can read a print, like the the blueprint on the iPad really well, you're gonna give him, you know, he's he's gonna kind of like run points on that, and then it'll it all flows downhill. So when you when you find a system that works, like will you kind of be like they like oh you you know a hole being good at that like it, people really won't step in each other like that i mean maybe like you know some people just bring their problems from home right to the job site so right it, it really kind of depends on uh what was in the bottle the night before but you know when you get to uh when you get down to it it's <laughs> it's it's really a kind of a collective like you know progressive effort everybody usually gels yeah. pretty together yeah. yeah is that like across the board we work a lot with collaboration between GCs and and union workers and trade contractors and all of that and one of the biggest things we're really kind of trying to solve is make it everybody's life better and mm. is it kind of like this is my posse and we're all we're all good friends and we work for for the same kind of goal but you know do you see a lot of trade on trade hate or trade to GC yeah yeah there's 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 always a little bit of like the in crowd versus out crowd because and then I, I was on both sides of the fence, so I could tell you for sure, like, you know, there, there's there's is some sort of invisible fence between people with tools and people without them, where it's just kind of like, do, like, does a, a, any given GC, you know, have any right to tell me what to do, because you've never done what I do, and, like, you see a lot of, like, young faces in construction now these days, and that's something like like the your token old timer quote unquote on the job site will be kind of 
a little salty about, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, no, I fucking got a hiccup right there. Um, the I'm sorry. I just, I no, totally you're good. <laughs> something that, that I think about too, because one of the problems that we try to solve and, and, and the funniest thing is you see the most successful, right? Like the most successful GCs really know deep in their company culture that they will learn from the people who know it best, right? They'll learn from your yes. squad and the other teams and we need to involve them to do this in the best way. And they've kind of mm -hmm. broken those bridges. And I, I just, I always think about it cause I talk to them all day, right? It's like mm -hmm. those bridges exist everywhere, right? Like on a sales team with the sales manager or anything like that in any company. But I feel like there is, it's accentuated more in construction and I, I can't, mm -hmm. I haven't necessarily figured out why besides like history and that's just the way it is kind of kind of token saying right that's just the way we do yeah things. and then it's just really there's a lot of colorful characters in construction man like it's 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 not your average you know i don't know it, it's it seems to be more more volatility uh with with the kind of people that you see on a daily basis especially with guys that are looking to like their 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 drive is doing like their their drive is to physically alter something like build or or like tinker with like so when when they're impeded by that whether it's by another trade or a GC or like a meeting or something like that the physical roadblocks of of not being able to do what you want to do that kind of like gets people like all up in arms about it but yeah that's yeah that's no that's interesting that. though like the the different kind of thought process or personality trait where it's like, like you, right? You left being a PM mm -hmm. because that wasn't mm -hmm. your style of work. And then it's interesting mm -hmm. that like the frustration comes from like your paper pushing process is affecting me and the things that I love to do and build and get done. And I have that oh, mentality. Yeah. So it's more of yeah. like a, a mental kind of mentality instead of just like a, a working relationship. It's more like, yeah, kind of personal yeah. goals mm -hmm. yeah and, and it's just you know that it's 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 totally reasonable to see people get frustrated when you know there there is a lot of bureaucracy sometimes uh that impedes uh you know otherwise simple tasks like you know depending on like whatever contractor you're working for or government agency that you're working for like say to get like a change order process, like what can otherwise be like, hey, this has got to get done. Like this is like a fire hide. I'm like, I need to, I need it here and I need it now. Like it could easily just be like, well, I've got to write a letter to him and then he has to stamp it and send it around. So it's 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 kind of a weird interplay because you're also gonna have to, you know, touch those bases. And it makes sense from like a the, the paper pushing standpoint. And then it just it's it's other utterly infuriating on, on the tool side. So it's you know, it's a weird, weird dance that gets you back and forth. Right. So. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't mean to jump back on this, but in terms of that, that kind of work-life balance, and we were talking about that and how you mm -hmm. jumped into the union, like growing up, I mean, I, I was at your house all the time, like for everyone mm -hmm. listening, like I, I've sat at his mother's kitchen table, you know, and I've, <laughs> I've watched her watch Jeopardy for hours on end and be 
probably the best Jeopardy player in the world. I'm not going to lie. I was to say, lights out. Lights out. She'd smack him back of the head. Shout out, Mrs. McGuire. Shout out, Mary. How you doing? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, you would get smacked as soon as, like, the commercials ended and you're still trying to have, like, my, like minor chit-chat. You'd, like, literally get something flung at you. Probably some sort of, like, you know, yeah. comment, but... But um, back, back yeah. to it, like, I, we were always sitting, like, you know, having a couple of your dad's beers from the basement, and he would walk in mm. at 11 o'clock, or he'd leave when we were still awake. And you, mm. you knew that was the life, right? Like, you knew that was the grind, and you were still like, yeah, let's jump in the deep end. Let's do it. Like, oh, absolutely. Growing yeah. up and seeing that and what it was like. And yeah, so, like, that's just one of those, it, it's like a kind of a stubborn Irish trait of just, you know, valuing work over, you know, most any other thing. It was a bit more extreme in my grandfather's heyday where he would just, you know, sleep at the bar for days on end because it's the bar and you needed to treat it like it was like a, a living organism, like keep things. And if you took your eye off it for a second, like everything would go to hell or you just really liked burying yourself at work and, you know, messing around with the sights and sounds of uh, Times Square bar. Um, <laughs> but it, it gets to be like, you, yeah, like, like you said, it's just, uh, just getting like getting up and doing stuff like otherwise it left to my own devices like i'll just be a sloth i'll lay like lay around i won't do anything but the the this, the type of work that we do the physical exertion of every day um honestly a reason i jumped ship it was like to keep myself in shape like i was becoming like a fat fuck like doing my pming job because i would just like waddle from place to place like look at a gauge right. ask guys some questions go back to my desk and start typing again like i was just like i was i was it wasn't like the healthiest lifestyle for me personally, but then you get like other guys that are just, you know, like jacked, like and they're just, you know, doing sit-ups at their desk and it's just like, all right, cool. Good for you. Um, but I chose, I chose the option of, of, of getting out. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like, yeah, I'm just sitting on my, my exercise ball here. Just gonna, you know, just gonna do a couple core exercises. Yeah. It was, it was, it, it's that kind of the blue collar mentality uh, that, that I just prefer to wake up, go to work, pick up my tools and uh, and do that as opposed to, I, I was always so frustrated asking people to do the work instead of being able to just like throw my hands in and help people do the work. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I felt like that was the healthier balance for me personally, but that's what it is. Cause like, then you have other guys that like are incredibly talented at just like delegating getting shit done, like working with government agencies. We had a couple of government contracts at like my last project management thing. And I, I, it, it was, it was like pulling like fingernails. Like I couldn't do it, but you'd feed it to, you know, our one guy and that guy like knew the proper channels and like the different levers and everything to pull. Like, so some people are just wired up to do that really, really well, but that yeah. certainly was not my forte. It's yeah. definitely not something so. that like, I don't know. I, I, I can speak for myself. Like, I never thought about it in that way is like, I guess the in, invisible divide is just really more what you enjoy doing and the type of work mm -hmm. that you enjoy doing and not about like the bureaucracy of it all. It's just a type of human, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And I never really thought about it like that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, also, no, for sure. I never would imagine you were, were going to be there, but now that I think about it, it was always Brian, Brian fixing something, doing something. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was like, you know, I, with, when you start working in restaurants and, and bars and everything else like that, it's just I, I enjoyed bumping into people. I enjoyed, you know, I, I could work in kind of a mildly chaotic environment. I could, you know, just it's it's it's, it's a list of simple tasks that need to get done like sequentially. It, it was it was the, the kind of busy work that I enjoyed. 
Whereas, you know, I wouldn't have had to sit in meetings and go over like submittal reviews like that. That kind of stuff was agonizing, truly agonizing to, uh, to, to go through. So. I think, I think it's funny that all of our conversations have kind of resulted in that different persona. And it's something that like, I kind of want to revert back to my sales team and talk about and stuff like that. But we'll, we'll digress from the more, more serious work life balance kind of job site stuff and talk Mm -hmm. more about the fun stuff. Right. So earlier in this, in this conversation, we talked about you being a musician. I haven't spoken mm. to you about that in a long time. Are you still <laughs> playing gigs? Do your buddies from site get you? I know you play the bagpipes on site every that, St. Patty's Day. That did happen. So, Let the record show that uh, in the UBS arena in Long Island, the Islanders were not the first thing to bless that place. It was me. I, Brian McGuire, played the bagpipes there and thusly have the the birthright of being christening that uh, that new arena with a, uh, a musical production. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 something I still do like less regularly now, only because COVID, you know, took a giant dump on all of that um, as right. far as playing live live music. But I've like I play drums on on a couple different things. Like my buddy Danny puts out records all the time, so I fill in for him every once in a blue moon. And then yeah, now right now it's more just of like a a hangout kind of uh, jam vibe, you know, as far as having a band and everything else like that. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's it's always nice. I always have that and a potential uh senior PGA membership on my mind. So I can either like, you know, dive in fully into music or I just can, you know, play golf for the rest of my life and eventually I have to get good enough, you know, to really just kind of play up and only play right. golf. Yeah. That, what can, what could possibly <laughs> go wrong? I it's know like I'm 90% like of the people in the town that I'm in right now yeah. are in Potavidra, and I think they exactly. all assume that they're senior PGA players. All you got to do is just get really good at 65. That's it. Like, I've got so many years to practice. How could I – This I've, I've got it in the bag. Construction <laughs> was cool, but I can't wait for my PGA Tour career to start. <laughs> I love that. It's, like, it's yeah, kind of true. Just, and you're playing old people. You're just going to play like old – like, come on. <laughs> You know, like, all, all due respect I, I, to Tiger Woods, and I wish him a speedy recovery, but that injury kind of did take him out of contention for later on tournaments, and I think that's really going to play yeah. to my advantage. Granted, you would have whooped him, though, you know, when you're 65 and he's, what, Oh, for sure, for sure. You would have exactly. dominated him. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, okay, I, I will confidently say that. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> I did have to hesitate for a second and be like, I don't yeah. know, 100-year-old Tiger might have some magic in him. I'm not sure. God right. knows when yeah. he'll, he'll 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 probably be able to afford like some you know Elon Musk implants at that point like it's hundred year old Tiger might actually be a feat on the golf course, right? You never know. Yeah. Well, hmm. it's kind of unfair because you always send me videos. It's unfair to the people listening because you send me videos of you every St. Patty's Day working on mm-hmm. site playing the bagpipes. <laughs> but tell that story yeah. in terms. Where did that start off? How in God's name did you bring your pipes to work one day and just go yeah, for it? Yeah, that that was that was probably like the uh, you know everyone seemingly thinks it's the hardest part is getting a, a set of bagpipes through security and like New York City construction buildings. So it started like I was like I started playing uh, bagpipes in high school. For those curious, uh, our high school had a band. We marched in the parades in New York all the time, and uh, I just kept 
you know, playing as a hobby. Like once you learn it, it's hard to forget. And uh, I was working up in Harlem on a construction site and St. Patrick's Day was on a work day. And uh, just to spread some cheer, I told the guys that I would bring my pipes in. And I sure enough went to the top of, I can't remember, it was like 13 floors of the building. And then I went to the roof and then I actually went on top of the cooling towers. And like I had the GC there and they they blessed it, which was the funny part because they were so... I was, I mean, I should say I was tied off. I had my harness on. Everything was safety compliant. It was great. Osa yeah, would love good it. stuff. And but I, but I went on top of like this this roof in Harlem at like you know I did it at lunchtime, so it's like eleven thirty, and I played the pipes like, and I felt like the king of the world. Obviously, I'm like fucking top of Harlem, looking down at Manhattan. I could see like the whole south of the city. So yeah, like that's that was the first time I did it, and then I just kind of did it years and years after that, where I just brought it to my job sites. So now I've played. I played it at the World Trade Center, uh, top of the heart, like that building in Harlem, and then now I christened the UBS Arena. That was that was pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, no, it's it's like, definitely very fun. Few and people can say that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've 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 I've, uh, I've I've conquered a lot of a lot of mountains like that, but it's um, yeah, no, it's a really cool, it's a cool opportunity to have for sure. And then I know it opens a lot of doors as far as. Uh, like the union bands, like union playing the bagpipes will get you into different like unions. Even like it's 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 bagpipes are are, are a funny toy to have. But uh, okay, well yeah, we're going yeah. down this rabbit hole. Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it's just like each like like group like the police at the Emerald Society, the fire department, everything else like that. And like if you can play like pipes, they'll like you know it, it it's a foot in the door in a lot of different industries. So. I don't think the my union has a pipe band right now, but sure enough, if they did and I got in, it you know it would bode well because you become that guy, which I think I already am that guy. I'd have to check. I think they posted me on Facebook and I blew up there. Yeah, so, you're one hundred percent that Suck guy. Suck at Zuckerberg. Yeah. But I feel like that yeah. that's kind of a cool cool idea too because there is a certain amount of pride that goes into all guys that work and, and gals that work in the construction industry where mm-hmm. you're changing a skyline, you're saving a child's life, building a hospital, whatever it may be. And that even then kind of digs deeper because you have like your union, your family, your people that you know and trust. And what I hear from you is like, we know we can do it right and well. So like, mm-hmm. why, why are we there? Is there like, I mean, knowing you, I mean, no, no pride in building the Islanders arena. Well, I guess there probably yeah, is. Like, I was do you say, walk you know, around and, and just say like, hell yeah, that was me. I mean, uh, to a certain extent. And that was, that was honestly one of the sell like the last, uh, attempts at a selling point that I had for my previous, uh, project management job. Cause they wanted me to stay. And they were just like, you know, at the end of the day, you can look back at the skyline and be like, I built that. Like I, I did that. And in coming from a management perspective, I, I didn't feel that way like, explicitly because I didn't do anything. Like I just kind of berated people into doing the stuff. But to your point, yes, you do feel that kind of like pride of being like, yeah, like I, I could drive around Manhattan and look at all the buildings that I've worked in now and seen that I've done <clears throat> like actual important work, you know, because we do like for my specific uh, company that we're for now, it's strictly fire protection. So you do, I mean, honestly, I hope, everything I install <clears throat> never gets used. So, you know, that's, that's my ideal, but uh, you do get a little bit of pride. So it is kind of like, you know, 
a self-harm kind of situation for myself right now that I'm building the Islanders arena. But to a certain extent, <laughs> it is nice that I'm, it, it's cool. It's cool that I'm working in an arena. That's, that's something I never expected to see. Like, yeah. an arena get built from, from the ground up it was because i was in there when they didn't even have walls but the steel was up so seeing like these weird twisted exoskeletons get filled up and now it's to the point where like they're installing the uh they're wiring everything up like it's going to be ready to go by end of the year so it's uh yeah no you do you do get that kind of swell of pride when you see something finally built be like yeah and of course it's kind of like the thing you never want to use but you need to have and ultimately you're doing that in a building that will hold what forty thousand people or more. You know, it's I see what the, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, an arena is worth of people for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah. You know, yeah, one one guy in the bathroom smoking a cigarette. You know, you get to <laughs> you personally are gonna soak forty thousand people. No, no, no. That's not how the systems work, Noah. And that's I, part I, of my yeah. wonderful education. But yeah, there no, you go. it's 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 so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. All these buildings that they are there are explicitly no smoking. Uh you know, spoiler alert, uh there's there's stuff been smoked in them before. <laughs> yeah. But uh right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, We've all mm-hmm. been to Madison Square Garden. Let's get real. Oh my god! I heard they're gonna build a new one too. That's that's apparently a contract that everyone like bullshits about. Like the the, the headlines for for guys around the table is just like, I hear we're gonna get a contract for Madison Square Garden. So, but you heard it here first that Madison Square Garden is probably moving. So, there you go. Are you are you yeah. upset about that? Breaking news. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess so. I like I did love the old garden because I was a kid when I was in there and like that that nicotine stained wall like i missed that i miss being able to run my fingers down the wall and change the color because it goes from yellow down to like white and yellow it's the best right. um yeah no but the new garden's pretty cool too so listen yeah. they, they want to build a new arena put put me in yeah put me in Let's coach Yankee stadium i mean yeah yeah oh yeah. there's the something that i Can't just feels that. wrong there's a boston it podcast feels... no one relax <laughs> there's something about yankee Can't, stadium that just feels wrong my word Having a, a glass of wine and sushi, sitting watching a ball game, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't exactly yeah, vibe yeah. the same way, you know. Exactly, and I know that section too. Like, I, my my old company had tickets too, and like they had like it was like fucking sushi and like these like artisanal beers, and I'm just like, I I I want like a a keg and a dirty hot dog, please. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's that's one thing too. Suck. Like, what what other benefits do you get? being in the union do you guys have tickets do you go do things do you ever get like you know are you gonna get a free ticket to the to the islanders game that you will probably sell on stubhub I'm about to say, <laughs> that'll flip <laughs> um i mean that's 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 all very very like site specific every once in a while gc's will will, will chip in and they'll do kind of like immense like they had like a, a like i used to work next to a job site that had a dinosaur barbecue nearby Mm-hmm. Ooh, excuse me and they did uh like a like a barbecue day where they just got a whole bunch of like ribs and everything else like that and they'll have like a big feast for everybody but yeah you, you know the big currency in construction is t-shirts so if you get a t-shirt from a job site you really made out like a bandit so, yeah you get a soft yeah. shell man you're rich yeah oh my god my god you get a koozie it's like a bitcoin <laughs> but uh just one, that's what they're trading exactly they're yeah it's going, going TikTok, just Panhandling t-shirts and koozies. 
<laughs> oh my I god, it's the new that. Pokemon cards, man. It's it's really inc incredible. Yeah, I'm gonna NFT my uh <laughs> my construction T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean god. that yeah, that's to funny stay. too. Like, where where do you see like we're just kind of at the age where you're not becoming the OG or somewhere in the middle, right? Where do you see that it's like are unions not going to exist in 30 years? Are they are they absolutely going to exist? I, I feel like people still kind of view them as an old school thing. Like in in general, where how do you see this industry changing cuz it's been years and years and years now for you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I I'm always hopeful that union labor will stick around. Because I think it's done, the quality work is better, and the constituency of that union, the people who are in it, like they, the benefits are incredible. But, you know, it, it it drives a high price, and then it lends itself to danger because a lot of work can be given out to to non-union labor who are, you know, paying paying their workers like like bare bones minimum but they're not getting any benefits and that's how like the the company the non-union companies are are making out they're undercutting every kind of union price so it's it's i personally hope that unions stick around because i think they are a better alternative to the non-union ways because like i said it, it it's almost exploitative to do work without labor unions because you don't have anybody negotiating for the everyman like they'll just be like all right well joe here is going to go work for ten dollars an hour because he needs to and we've got like 10 joes and they'll, and they'll go do it and 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 they won't like they won't boo hiss about it because they're getting money that's just you know they'll do it because they can and what a union will do is they'll they'll raise the bar of like a baseline like it's just it, it, i i feel like it's it's a good advocacy for for the worker themselves who otherwise would just put their head down and just do the work you know like if i didn't have right. my union guys to you know kind of show us the way then i'd just be my head down like oh you're gonna take an extra buck maybe i i know I, i'd lose my mind if they started touching my money but the actual like quality of work the <laughs> the the, the, the <laughs> it's like don't touch my paycheck uh yeah but the the like facilities like you'll like when, when you have like a hairy job where where it's like non-union like people like they'll be like pissing in bottles and like doing all this other weird shit but like you, when you have a, a union it's just like you just like no in contracts you'll ask for that stuff that you would otherwise go by the wayside just like you know give me the uh, facilities for restrooms and all this other you know the right. basic necessities give you the box to stand on to, yeah yeah it, it, to it, say it, like it no you... i got people behind me to say no because it's unsafe or that's right. not the right thing to do like or... collectively like we're here to do this work like treat us like human beings and, and, I, and I, that's that's probably the best part so i i hope and i pray that everything stays okay with union but cost is like money money is the bottom line so it's 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 a weird balancing act to see how it's going to play out and not and everybody like you know ever since i've been in not even out of the union but in construction like this is like you know seven eight years ago now it's just like everybody's saying like, oh, now it's all going downhill. Everything's like on its way out. Everything's like it's it's over. It's over. And it, it really has it bottomed out. So uh, because I am a mush, congratulations. The uh, construction industry just breaking now on Twitter is over. Uh, all construction is dead now. Uh, it's truly unfortunate. <laughs> I'm unemployed, but I do make sick beats. So hit me up. I got. <laughs> I got a. I got no, a SoundCloud. No, I, I, <laughs> check me out on SoundCloud. Uh, it's your boy. No, 
it's uh so so yeah no i, I really i do i do hope that the, the construction sticks around as far as no and that, that, i think that's interesting too because people outside and, and other mentalities are like viewing it as they're sticking together and putting their foot down because they want a sandbag or they want to make more money or yeah and it's, it's good to hear the the like the quality of work mentality behind that community is like paramount right and yeah, you have yeah, a yeah. reputation as a group of guys and gals that needs to be upheld, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's you know uh, at its at its at its height and its heyday, was it completely over the top and ridiculous? Yes, absolutely. But it it's come back down to reality now, where it's just like you know the 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 hours that we like the the quantity of hours you work in a week, uh, the you know amenities of afforded to you like it's like it's interesting to me too because to tell you the truth it is like a mystique to a lot of people and there mm. is like a community that no one really knows about and i think 90 percent of the time in the world when people don't know about a, a community of people they just like assume it's for some sketchy reason and then oh, yeah. we talk about like the 1930s 1940s 1950s of unions and it was not the greatest look right but yeah, it was let's... a little tied with the organized crime, I guess. All right, it had a toe in, but who didn't? Yeah, no, true. It, it was pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> just, just so what organized the... crime? Don't you love Tarantino movies? Oh, not Tarantino movies. Scorsese movies. Oh my god. Yeah. I do love both types of movies. Exactly. Those are great movies, but the mobs are or Mr. Scores, but uh, Mr. So, Highbrows himself. So for you on a on a friendship level, like, are you just gonna move? Like, does didn't your dad move up to the point where now he's kind of in the office section? Is like that your goal? Or you always want to be out there doing things? Or do you that's you know I've, that, I've spoken that, to guys that's... that are like I'm I'm working so I can open a restaurant. I don't even want to do this anymore. You know where where do you see exactly? Yeah. Everybody kind of has their their own target. Uh, like a lot of the guys that have been like lifers, like the kids that that start work at 16, and they haven't left the union, and they've been in 40 years and 50 years, and they amass these giant like like you know decades of a career. And uh, it a lot of it's just for like family, like because you know we do we are compensated fairly. Like we do we make it like a really good wage, and and it's nice. Like a lot of people just do it for their kids, and then passing down the line. And then you, uh, then you have like the the retirement chasers that just can't wait to get out. Um, yeah, no, man, it's it's it was it it was kind of just there, you know. Like I, I'm like I'm a New York guy. I'm always gonna stick around New York. I was looking for odd jobs. I was doing different things, but finding finding construction and getting a foothold in something as stable as a union in New York, it was kind of a no-brainer like it allows me to stay where i want to and uh but as far as like jumping up like the the ladder i don't know it's 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 certainly something i think about on on a physical scale because you know i I had my my aches and pains going into it like i had like separate my shoulder when i was in college and that never like totally healed but it's enough where i i could still move around it's not a problem but you you'll see and then you'll see it like like I saw it firsthand with one of my old partners fell and like you know his career's over and in, in addition to like needing to get like spinal surgery so like the the risks the physical risks of construction are always evident but 
it's it's a nice payoff. But I, you know, it, it would I eventually jump into management's roles if my body were to quit or if I got tired of doing the work itself? Sure, like I, I can see myself jumping back over, and that happens a lot. And a lot of a lot of the best supers and management people are the ones that were out there doing the work in the field because they know what you're dealing with. They can they can they can find commonalities with the guys they're working with in the field because they have gone through do if not the same similar circumstances. So, right. Um, yeah, to answer your question, it, 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 it'd definitely be something to, to consider. But for the time being, with an able body and a, you know, trying to keep a level head, then I'm, I'm, I'm a field guy through and through. Yeah. I guess that's something that is another benefit of, of union work. Like you early on, you mentioned the healthcare, but like very few mm-hmm. people that don't work in the industry realize what a physical toll all this work takes on your body. And it's like, oh. it's interesting that you're already taking that into account, right? And when oh, you for work sure. for a group that can get you good health care and can get you into a place where once you start hobbling around, they don't just dump you, right, is, is yeah. a huge benefit. Yeah, when you look at a day like I had today, here I'm pulling it up now. Okay, so I did... Uh... I did 8.6 miles uh, distance-wise. I did 87 flights of stairs, and I burned something like 4,000 yada yada calories. Like it, it, it adds up, and it adds up quick. And it's uh, so to to ignore something like that is 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 dangerous. But uh, you'll see a lot of the old timers, and they'll they'll tell you that you like slow down, and like you know you have more efficient ways to do things to prevent these kind of industry inju- injuries. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 everyone's got a body clock, you know, they're just, that's why you don't, that's why you don't play pickup basketball. That's why I don't run. It's, 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 it's a, it's a fine line between, you know, walking around and hobbling around, I guess. Right. Yeah. I guess I'm a yeah. suit. I just sit at a desk. I need, I need to go <laughs> outside right now and just mm-hmm. build right. Oh my God. Go to the gym. Talk about a blessing but, in disguise, you know. I felt like awful for because I know like my mom's been home working remote, and then like obviously you guys are home working remote. Construction continued to press on like through COVID and everything else like that, and having this as an outlet to get me out of my house was amazing. Like it, it, it was like I was so excited to go to work because I was just like, well, I because I did get laid off for a couple of weeks there, and I was just like sitting on a couch, just like losing my mind and and when i finally got the call to go back out into the field i was ready to go like next day drop a pad ready to jump back into the workforce so it's yeah uh, yeah it's nice to be able to get out and do things how how was that like i know you know just being in construction tech it's like there's such a boom in different sensors and how many guys are on site and and social distancing mm-hmm. like how did that affect you did was oh, there man. like kind of smaller crews in terms of just being a pain in the butt and not being able to get things done or was it really kind of just like let's go i mean they did the best they could with what they had so like i haven't worked on any small projects in a little while like i had just worked on the javits center extension and then from there i jumped to this new arena so i'm, I'm working on like really really big products and they the constituency going in there every day is in the hundreds like probably like six seven hundred guys in these job site guys and gals and 
you just do as best you can like they do temperature checks they have like log books they have wash stations everywhere they got hand sanitizer everywhere so they did like everything they could as far as the cdc can, is concerned but when you can consider the the money at stake for new construction or renovations or anything else like that you know covid was you know awful and it did it knocked out our job site for three and a half weeks but at some point they were just like well, we gotta like uh, we're, we are a deadline industry like things need to get done so they opened it up they you know they kind of like parsed out different start and stop times to try and like you know keep people separate um like we usually had shanties that we went to like for to get changed or to take breaks in like nobody did that everyone found their own little place outdoors um so yeah and especially in the winter months when it was cold like it it, it got kind of hairy and then when people got sick they dropped out they'd take out full crews so it, it was a bit of a tumultuous ride but now i can like i think my job site or at least my my company of like the 18 or so guys that we have like i'd say 16 are vaccinated so like the vaccines are up so it seems like we had weathered the worst of it but for for sure like the industry at large took a huge hit everybody did so oh yeah but, uh, yeah, we took a big positive hit for remote scheduling platforms, but huh. it was yeah. it was tumultuous in the sense that it's like you talk to a PM, a super on a Tuesday. It's like, yeah, ready to rock. You know, we're moving dirt. Let's go. And then yeah. Thursday, he'd be like, I'm sitting on my couch. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. not nope. Coco. Yeah. He's got a hot <laughs> shot of Coco, so. The old bit, was, uh, so I won't oh be speaking God. to you for four weeks. Yep, 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 yep. I hope this project is here when I get back. Yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, yeah, a wild stance. And then, but then I got to see like really cool shots in New York, like I, I did the true empty New York shit that you'll see like on a Reddit. Like I, w I was able to walk around. It was so cool. Like just you can see all the way across yeah. the, the island, all the way downtown. It, it was it was fascinating. Like so yeah, I nerd. I was totally gonna stuff. mention that. Like being a New York native and you as well. Just where is it gonna end up? My fear is just like all these developments, all these different small businesses and office buildings are gonna be out of business, and there's gonna just gonna be a ton of like TI work to bring in like cava and chipotle and it's going to be like disneyland right. but like new york never really stops right hudson yards for god's sakes it's like that's you, the you, craziest I, project of all time but it's insane like i was I, like i was traveling uh this is like three years ago now when i was still doing my i was doing my pming thing between new york and dc i'd come back like every other week and there was a new skyscraper like built like it would just go from frame and then bang windows are up frame bang windows are up and then like the whole entire west side of new york like kept changing um but yeah i don't know as far as sustainability in new york it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting like I'm, I'm, well you're I'm a bk a, guy exactly i'm a bk guy might be a q a qn guy soon it'd be pretty wild but uh, uh -oh. yeah no nothing but love for brooklyn i know it's a sore subject I'm, I'm i'm working on it but uh yeah no it, for it's, everyone listening it's... who didn't grow up in new york he's talking about moving from brooklyn to queens <laughs> Queens. oh man but, you know i can't talk i moved from new york to boston it's about to say that's <laughs> bro bro we want to talk about talking about i, I don't know what i'm trying to say there but <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh, uh... Speaking of non-commercial construction, man, we should have gotten screw Bitcoin. We should have gotten into plexiglass. Into plexiglass? 
Oh, yeah, just yeah, do all the, uh, like every the face shields and every yeah. restaurant. Yeah, dude. Oh, my it's God, what are we doing? Let's go. <laughs> Tell the guys on site, plexiglass. Tomorrow, when you go on site. Uh, I wish they could. Just... They've got all their money in Dogecoin. So I, it's gonna take it's gonna take a really compelling argument to take them off memes. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you know uh, I, I used it. to well, laugh. At... We can we can kind of shoot this shit now. We're over like an hour, and these are about forty minutes. So unless yeah. you have oh let you know what let's let's yeah. end this let's end this conversation with yeah <laughs> let's end this conversation. Cause you know I gotta roll. I think the ladies we're we're at the beach house, so she's hanging out with mm-hmm. two golden retrievers with a daiquiri in her hand, and I'd I'd like to go enjoy that as well. But oh, oh for sure, uh, well, wouldn't we all? Um, let's let's end it with your favorite sight story. My favorite sight story. Oh boy, now you're putting me on the spot. Oh my god. Oh. You know, it's hard to really do that. No, a lot of them aren't very OSHA compliant. <laughs> <laughs> the most, the oh, most PC. Uh... The most PC. I mean, they're all pretty PC. I'm just thinking of like mechanical feats of things I've seen. Like, you know, I, I, <laughs> I've seen some, some otherwise uh, sketchy engineering that I wouldn't have trusted if not knowing, if not for knowing the people doing it. Like these dudes have been like in the business like decades and decades. And you'd think like, oh man, is that really gonna work? And then you see these things get pulled off, and it's 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 really really cool. So like, well, I'll, one of the I'll, that's a pretty tame one where we had to. I'll, I'll spell a, your uh, name wrong on the website so they can't. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like listen, <laughs> and it's nothing that I did, and it's nothing I condoned. I just happened to be there when it got done, and uh, so this is what I've been in my project management days, and uh, we needed to get like it was a 45 foot boom lift that we had left in the basement of a building. And the only way out was up an elevator shaft, but they had kind of like partially closed off the the wings between the plant and the building that had that elevator shaft. So we had to like engineer this like weird concoction of like dunnage and steel and just like like friction and like we put like sand and glue down on it. And we were just like, we'll get it out of here. And it was supposed to like drive up and out of there, no problem. And we couldn't get it up and it wasn't going. So then like we, we took all of our guys and we, uh, not we, somebody took all of our guys and uh, we like hooked up these like, t- like two, four ton chain blocks and just, just crazy. Like, you know, just looks like giant, like movie set design kind of shit, but like hooked up the steel, like the foundations of the building. And then you had like eight guys working in unison and they pulled this thing up and just up and out and, finagled it out of the foot so it's so it's just seeing the scale of what can be done by you know human beings and the machinery that we can like toss around and all just based on basic physics and, and everything else like that that that's probably like my favorite stuff to to geek out about on the job site yeah. cool man yeah, thanks man. for jumping on it's been great oh, i'm glad, I miss you, glad man. you're having me miss you too pal 